The news never sleeps, and neither do we. Wake up now with Zerlina and Jess on Signal Boost. Welcome back to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us on the phone is basically your favorite guest that we've ever had. <laughs> we've had Hillary Clinton. We've had Kamala Harris. We've yet to have Joe Biden, the president, but your favorite guest, and back by popular demand, is my dad. <laughs> right. Professor Eugene Maxwell. Good morning, Dad. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing I'm, good. I'm all right. Uh, you know what I mean? We're still, you know. we're, we've been talking about other things this week, other than COVID, because mm -hmm. of obviously a yeah. whole war broke out um, this week. Yeah, yeah. But COVID exactly. is very much still going on. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think I think one of the concerning things about this particular moment is there are still 2,000 on average people in the United States dying of COVID-19 every yeah. single day. Um, so Correct. we have to keep that in mind as we, you know, mm -hmm. act like Omicron is over and we could take our masks off and go back out and kiss, you know, the, mm -hmm. the um, light poles outside or something. Um, right. But so my first question is, where do you assess where we are in this pandemic at this moment? You know, we've mm -hmm. talked about before about how we're not endemic. We're not in the endemic phase. People saying that are, right. you know, kind of looking through rose-colored glasses. But give right. us a sober sort of serious assessment about where you see us <laughs> right now in this, in this pandemic. Well, some places, uh, there are some areas, uh, you know, just talking about the United States, there's some areas I think are doing relatively well. Um, you know, those places like New York or, say, California or Rhode Island, you know, have, you know, extremely high vaccination rates um, and, uh, you know, lower lowering uh, infection rates. So there are some places that are doing, I think, well. Uh, I don't want to say extremely well, but doing well. Uh, but then we have other places, you know, like Montana or Mississippi or Louisiana, who still may only have, you know, 50% uh, vaccination, fully vaccinated people. Um, you know, and that's where, guess what? That's where variants and uh, other things and um, infection rates are still, you know, relatively high death rates are still relative, you know, still kind of, you know, teetering and going higher and things like that. So we, you know, there, there's good news, I think in some areas and then there's, you know, not so good news in other areas. Uh, and until we, until we get to, again, it, it just goes back to even when we talked about two, three years ago, whenever it started, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, you, you know, you get glass, glassy-eyed or, you know, just fogged over after a while. It's just you don't even know uh, how long it's <laughs> We're been. We're about three but... weeks away from three years. It's crazy. From the start of three, from the start of year three. It'll be two complete it's years three. in about three weeks. That's crazy. It, yep. It's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, it, it's just hard to wrap your mind around it. But uh, until we get to that that kind of 75, 70, 75, 80% uh, uh, infection or uh, vaccination area, uh, you know, we're still going to be, you know, in this kind of roller coaster. 
But the thing that, uh, you know, I see uh, and been reading recently is that those that have been, you know, kind of infected uh, and have gotten COVID uh, before have a, a, you know, a larger possibility or an extreme uh, uh, example of them being able to be reinfected. And that's not good uh, where, you know, you've had COVID and, uh, you know, the possibility of you being reinfected is is uh, increased. So, you know, there are a lot of things still need to be answered. A lot of things still need to be, uh, you know, sorted out and, and examined uh, for us to really feel a little bit more comfortable. I still do not feel comfortable going, uh, going out into the public without a mask yet. And uh, I'll continue to do that until, uh, you know, uh, until – you know, we get to a point where I say, hey, you know, the population is vaccinated or, or you know, we can just kind of, you know, feel free. But I, I don't feel like that yet. So I, I've been doing some some looking internationally over the last couple of weeks in a way that I, I haven't been probably because of, of the news cycle. I so so I've been I've been I always you know, I Google COVID numbers, New York pretty much daily. Um, I have found, you know, that I, I, I stay in when it's when it's above a certain number. I go back out when it's mm-hmm. below a certain number. I still avoid crowds. I still don't. Um, I still keep my mask on if I'm in a public space. Um, mm-hmm. I will indoor dine if it's below like a thousand new cases in New York a week because there's nine million mm-hmm. of us. And even then I will go <laughs> at 5 p.m. or some crap. Anyway, point is, right. I'm used to my own calculations. So. Looking at, at, at Russia this week, I, I decided to check out COVID numbers Moscow. And what I found was that New York is back down to about 1,100 a week, new cases average. Mm-hmm. Moscow mm-hmm. is 150,000. So, so then I started looking across Europe and, and Paris is at like 67,000. Amsterdam is at like 35,000. Like the numbers are so much bigger than they are in New York. And right. I honestly, I right. didn't realize mm-hmm. Um so what what does that mean? And is that something that like have are you tracking how on fire Europe appears to be with covid? Like, how does that enter into your thinking about whether or not we are, you know, at what stage of nearing the end of pandemic we're in? Yeah, well, I it, it just goes to, uh, back to my original point. We're still going to see, you know, ups and downs. We're still going to see waves of this and it can be. I don't want to say region. Well, I guess I could say that it, it's going to be regional. Uh, so for right now, uh, the United States and portions of the United States, it seems to be infection rates and and things like that, and death rates seem to be uh, slowing. But then you you know you look at uh, you know you look at the UK or you like you said you look at other areas in Europe and they seem you know there's pockets that seem to be going up. And but until we get to you know, um, that, that, that point where people are either have been infected or uh, have gotten some kind of vaccine, we're still going to see these ups and downs. And my, and my main concern is, uh, you know, where are variants going to develop? They're going yeah. to develop in areas where um, you have low infect or uh, low vaccination rates and uh, high infection rates. So, you know, just keep an eye out. And, and you know, right now, um, you know, with, with this, uh, I don't want to say conflict because it's really a war that's going mm-hmm. on. 
uh, it's going to be extremely interesting to see how COVID, uh, you know, figures into all of this, you know. Because really, you, you well, it see seems people. like with numbers like that, I mean, what what would it be like to live in a, a to, to live in a city Ooh. that was 150 times worse than New York City? Right. Exactly. And then you have people, you know, protesting, you know, thousands and thousands of people protest, protesting, uh, you know, standing in the street unmasked. And uh, so, again, it's just it's, you know, what we call it's, a, it's an incubation, you know, so you have people, yeah. uh, you know, that are just uh, very close, not social distance. Uh, and and then think about this. Um, if you're. Uh, if you're somewhere, are you going to say you've never had a vaccine before or you need a booster and uh, there's a war going on? You're not, you're not thinking about, right. you're not thinking about any of those things. So, right. uh, you know, unfortunately I think uh, what's going to happen is it's, we're going to get kind of a, a, a lull in uh, a lot of that, uh, you know, people being able to get, because we're definitely going to have to get a booster shot. And I see it happening maybe early fall, um, you know, those types of things. But again, I think by that time we'll have a, uh, a new variant, uh, an emerging new variant at that time. So hopefully uh, we'll be, you know, in a, in a, in a place where it, the infection rates aren't, are not going to be that bad. How are you feeling about B2? I I think uh you know w- what I've been reading so far is that um it's kind of similar to uh the Omicron variant in you know I don't see uh I don't see much uh difference uh you know I I do see it can reinfect you a little bit easier I do see that uh but I you know again um I don't see it being um, how can I say it, any more, um, say, lethal than, uh, you know, the Omicron variant itself. So uh, I, I would probably look, uh, again, for the, for the next, uh, you know, uh, Greek letter or Greek uh, uh, alphabet uh, to come down the road uh, before I get a little nervous. But for right now, I, I see... The, the main thing I do see is that uh, if you've got if you've had COVID, uh, that you know possibility of you being reinfected seems to be a little bit higher with with that variant and uh, uh, BA two. It's what it looks like. Yeah, that's concerning. I mean, I think a lot of people probably assume that if they've had COVID, that they're like good money. They can go back. Everyone got had Omicron. Like so yeah, many everybody people got, got Omicron. But like, I, I'm telling you, I know somebody who has had COVID two times this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, not yeah. this year, but, but well, I know, late I know last multiple year. people who have had it yeah. twice. I they know had Delta had and they times. had Omicron. Yeah. yeah, three times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that I, I think it's important uh, and I don't think people are stressing or doctors or, or uh, uh, other people are stressing it uh, enough. If you've had COVID, I think it's extremely important that if you haven't been vaccinated, that you should get vaccinated. So upon infection, you know, you really want to even boost your immunity, even even uh, to a higher level, and you can do that by being vaccinated. So a lot of people are saying, okay, I've had it before, you know, I'm good to go. No, 
get a vaccine because then that will really, uh, you know, enable you to, to, to fight off, you know, the possibility of you being reinfected. And, um, you know, I think it was Neil Cavuto talking about, I think that's yes. his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, and you look at people like that, uh, you know, with underlying conditions, even though he was vaccinated, he, he had it got reinfected and if he did he wasn't vaccinated i'm sure he would not he would not that's what he uh, said that's what he did. yeah he, he yeah. credited his life to the vaccines and his second infection was yeah. much more severe than his first one yeah. yeah exactly so that's why i think it's extremely important that people get vaccinated uh you, you, there's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind uh, that uh, the vaccines have prevented many hundreds of thousands of people from uh, from you know passing, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's no small thing. I I yeah, feel like I, I ask thing. you this like every time because this is the thing that I am waiting for. But how are we on knowing what long COVID like? What is the long COVID likelihood in somebody who has had? up-to-date boosters and is dealing with like now like we know that we we know how prevalent it was before the vaccinations do we have a sense of how likely like what's the statistic of developing long covid after you have been fully vaccinated do we know that yet not really but you know zerlina and i were kind of uh talking about this uh you know specifically long covid this week and uh there's just some some very interesting uh you know uh, data points and uh, very interesting things coming out about long COVID. It, it does seem that, um, you know, some people have had, you know, specific infections with uh, other viruses. And what happens is once you're infected with COVID, it seems to stress uh, the body and stress the organs and, and things like that. And some of these other viruses that you might have dealt with earlier in, uh, say, your life, uh, have been able to come back and uh, somewhat reinfect you. Uh, so you think about, uh, you know, uh, fatigue syndrome or think about uh, people that, it, and specifically we're talking about Epstein-Barr virus, that mm -hmm. uh, people had, had it latent in their bodies. So uh, what happens is when they're infected with covid uh, the Epstein-Barr virus seems to be able to, an Epstein-Barr virus, you know, is associated with mononucleosis. If you think about many of the long-haul symptoms, you talk about fatigue, you're talking about swollen glands, you're talking about many of these things that are associated with mononucleosis. Once people are then infected with COVID, many of these symptoms, you know, tend to come back and tend uh, tend to uh, tend to you know, really uh, plague those that have had, uh, you know, those other infections before. So, you know, I think, again, there's so much more research that really needs to be done and things that need to be looked at as far as uh, why people are still struggling with long-haul long COVID. You know, you think about uh, people that uh, uh, might have asthma, you know, uh, been uh, struggling with asthma, even, you know, as youth, uh, when they're younger. Uh, so, you know, many, I think a lot of people that struggle with long haul, haul COVID, uh, you know, may have, you know, some kind of underlying situation that uh, just exacerbates 
what's going on with with COVID nineteen. There's a really good That's long, kind of what long, I'm looking at. Yeah, like we were talking about the long form piece in the New York Times where they're they're doing a lot of research on this because they haven't figured it out. They don't know. I mean, they really don't know why some people who have I talked to a long haul hauler this week who was is a software engineer for NASA. <laughs> OK. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 32 years old, perfectly healthy person had a mild case of covid like, you know, felt like a cold. And then realized when she thought she was better that she was, in fact, not better. And she has mm-hmm. long haul symptoms, chronic, chronic fatigue, shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, we, we aired a clip, as you saw, of her walking her dog and like almost passing mm-hmm. out. Um, and I just think about the fact that because we don't you don't know, like you assume like I'm a healthy person. I do CrossFit or whatever you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. I do paleo. Um you can't predict whether or not you're going to have the long-term symptoms. And I think it's mm-hmm. so fascinating. And you explained this to me in the very beginning, which is why I sat myself down at the beginning of the pandemic um, and have pretty much stayed sitting. Um, and a lot of people question, they're like, well, maybe, you you know, like, uh, what if like mm, we could do like protocols mm-hmm. and then, and I'm like, I'm sitting down. You know why? Because you may not understand the, the risk right. like, potentially to the brain. But I do. I mean, we as a family certainly understand how important the brain is. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think as a person, for me, it's like I can't do my jobs. You want me to go out and do my job and risk never being able to do my job at this level again in the future? That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me as my employer. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Well, um, for for, any, well, for anyone yeah, out there, no. we don't you don't know your potential exactly. for these long long term symptoms. Right. Well, one of the things that uh, viruses unfortunately tend to do is once uh, say once you're infected, they have an ability to kind of linger in your body. Unfortunately. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it comes to mind uh, talking about thinking about chicken pox and, you know, how you can mm-hmm. how you, you can later on life develop shingles. Same exact virus. Well, how does it come out when you're stressed and things like that? Talking about just the Epstein-Barr virus. You could be infected latent, you know, after you get a little older. It could come back just because you're infected with COVID-19. So, you know, we don't know. You know, some people think, okay, I'm infected with COVID-19, and then uh, after the infection's over, say, you know, two weeks, three weeks after, it, it, you know, my body has eradicated all the virus out of my body. It doesn't work that way. A virus, to get in your cells, to incorporate itself into, you know, your genetic information and be able to, you know, make more virus, think about that. And then it lyses the cells that, you know, that it, that it infected. So, you know, the very nature of viruses, uh, you know, tend to make you think, okay, it's in my cells. Where, you know, where is it going? So, uh, I mean, it could infect, uh, you know, it infects a lot of different things, such as your heart, your kidneys, uh, your brain, and things like that. So um, it, there's a lot of places it can hide. I'll put it to you that way. So I think we only have, how many more minutes do we have? Four, I think. Like four. 
So I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we have to share the breaking news right before the end of the show um, mm-hmm. about okay. the SCOTUS nomination. But my last question is, when you go out, you're still wearing your mask in public. I want to end on that message for everybody who's going to go out this weekend. And, you know, mask mandates are lifted everywhere except for Hawaii. So unless you live in Hawaii, you, you probably don't have a statewide mandate It's up right to you, now. yeah. But you're okay. wearing your mask, I... Dad, right? Oh, no, I'm not <laughs> I'm not taking my mask off. No time. <laughs> no, look, no way. And, you know, and I have class. I'm, I'm in person. Uh, you know, I, my, I make sure that I tell my class, you know, right in the very beginning of the semester, I'm not taking my mask off. Don't speak to me unless you're, you have your mask fully on properly. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, my one request uh, that uh, – you know, uh, we're not taking any mask off in my presence. That's the way it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say let, as a student coming from the biology professor, I would take that quite seriously. Um, so yeah. in the last few minutes here, um, yes. Dad, we're going to do a weird segue because we, we never had this kind of breaking news while you were on. It's not nope. related to okay. COVID. Um, but um, Joe Biden has selected Kachanji brown jackson for the supreme court okay that's um, the one so I that wanted. is i know right? i mean they're, not, I, they're I, all I'm great not, everyone was wonderful yeah, everyone was great. qualified it would have been amazing but this, uh, <laughs> but this one was really, is a good one you know this is the one that people could, could you know there were a lot of people who i pay attention to who are excited yep. about this nomination um yeah. and so throughout the rest of today we will all relish in the biography and in the work experience of this Supreme Court nominee, the very first black woman mm-hmm. to be nominated for the Supreme Court in the history of the United States, a country right. that had a constitution that didn't even include black women as full human beings. And now we're nominating mm. one to the Supreme Court. That and is she's a deep. former public defender. It's a, like it's, it's not it's not just yeah. the bio that's never been on the court right. before. We, we, don't, we don't have that perspective on the court right. ever. We don't allow right. it. This is right. This is unbelievable. This is so exciting. It, it is. Very exciting. It is. It, it's extreme, extremely exciting. And, you know, but there'll be, there'll be some excuses, even though she's already been sent. Oh, yeah. Confirmed, there'll be there'll be some people complaining. We're ready. And, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, dad always dad. Dad's. <laughs> My dad is 65 <laughs> years old, you guys. And so one of the things he always s- says to me is, you know, I've lived through worse or I've lived through this. And so sure. he's he's usually right <laughs> in a lot of his assessments. Yeah. Um, but I think to, per our last conversation about the authority gap, all of us can play a role in, you know, championing this qualified and successful woman who has just been nominated to the Supreme yes. Court. First black woman ever. Um, so, Dad, Absolutely. thank you so much for helping us oh, talk through COVID, long COVID, and mask thank and you, keep your masks on, you guys. That's what Professor oh, Maxwell welcome. says. Yeah. No, don't, <laughs> don't take the mask off until don't I take don't. it off. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it right? Thank you so much, Dad, for joining. As always, you're our most popular podcast episode. Um, fun fact. All right. All right. We made it. Right. We made it, Jess. All right. We made it, We team. did it. We did Stay it. safe out there, everybody. Right. Stephanie Miller's coming up next. Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I just keep them satisfied. Too.